This is episode 344, Reclaiming Yourself and Your Life After Betrayal with MJ. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. If you haven't left a rating and review of the show, I'd really appreciate it. Just go to whatever app you listen to this show on, tap to rate it. If you have a few minutes, write a review. I'd really appreciate it. And so would the show. So today's episode is about so many things. I take MJ through a beautiful process. She's so vulnerable and honest in this. And we talk a lot about betrayal and we talk a lot about holding on to judgment of our past selves because hindsight is 2020. And I think a lot of you can probably relate to a choice you made in the past that you probably wouldn't make today that you are still beating yourself up for. The shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I can't believe I did that. And when we do that to ourselves, we're in the past, right? We're, we keep beating ourselves up and we're completely blocking all the amazing things that can come in our present and our future. So I think you're going to get a lot of value out of today's episode with MJ. If you're loving this show and you're getting so much value from the coaching episodes, but you want to do a little deeper work and you really resonate with the work that we do on the show, I highly encourage you to join my personal mastery course. My personal mastery course is the foundational training of my work. I take you through how to really transform and heal on the emotional, mental, behavioral, and spiritual level. I share so many tips and tools, a lot of which you've heard me talk about on the show, but go way deeper. Like maybe you've heard me talk about on the show, anger release. I physically show you how to do it. I take you through release writing. I take you through the empty chair process. All the things that you've heard about, if you've been a longtime listener, I dive deeper in and teach you how to do it and show you how to do it. And there's so much we don't talk about on the show that I teach in personal mastery. Personal Mastery is also a community. We have a beautiful Facebook page and we have monthly calls. For a year of your Personal Mastery membership, you get to get on a call with me once a month, a group coaching call, and I answer your questions. It's a 90-minute call. I get to a lot of people. It's another way to ask questions about the course, get coaching on things that are coming up. So maybe you really wanted to get coached on the show, but you don't really want to be on the show. Well, Personal Mastery is how you can get coached by me without having tens of thousands of people listening to you. It's only other people in the mastery program that would listen. So if you would love to join us, go to christinehasser.com slash mastery. Check it out. Like I said, it's super, super comprehensive. And because you are my devoted listener, I want to give you $100 off of the course with the promo code over it. Just again, go to christinehasser.com slash mastery. Check out in the promo code tab, type in over it, O-V-E-R-I-T, and you get $100 off. Again, you get to join me for a year of coaching calls as well. And then the course itself with all the content and videos and worksheets, that's yours forever. As you are listening, consider, was there a choice you made in your past that you're still beating yourself up for? Have you been betrayed by someone or maybe multiple people and you judge yourself for it even more than you're angry at them? Do you have a difficult time connecting to your sensuality or sexuality? 
And have you been focused on maybe raising kids or building your career or both? And you're single and you want to get back out in the dating world, but you have no clue how. Keep these questions in mind as you're listening to my call with MJ. MJ, welcome to the show. What's your question? So I got divorced from my husband almost 10 years ago now. And then I became a single mom of my two children. And I really just placed all of my focus, all of my energy on raising my children, providing them for them financially, physically. Um, I had no support from their father. And it was a very toxic, strange relationship. And I have truly neglected my sensual side. I have not been on a date in almost seven years. Mm. And I really put up a wall that stopped me from attracting and nurturing relationships with quality men and and even friendships. And so I have lots of associates, people that I can hang out with, but not people that I call true friends. And I just really want to know, how do I begin to break this cycle and flourish in my romantic relationships and friendships? Yeah, great question. Great question. And I acknowledge you for being there for your two little ones. How old are they now? They're 19 and 15. No, so definitely ready for mama to move on. Yes. (laughs) But but 10 years ago, they weren't, you know, they they really needed you. So, uh, well, here, and if you don't want to talk about this, we don't have to, but I'm just being guided to ask you, can you tell me a little bit about your divorce? How hard was it? Making the decision to divorce my husband was easy, actually. Once all the truth of what was going on in the relationship was uncovered, drug use, alcoholism, um, even some child pornography. Uh So it was challenging in the sense that I felt ashamed. Like, how Mm -hmm. could I choose this man for my children as a father? Mm -hmm. But I mean, actually leaving and divorcing was the easy part. Right. Right. So do you feel that you've really healed that as much as you might possibly need to? And what I mean by that is there's a lot in there, right? You mentioned the, how could I choose this? There's a huge level of betrayal that is involved in there that was probably pretty traumatic to find out. So where do you think you are inside with healing that? Because you had to go from divorce to being single mom and really put your attention on your kids. So I'm just wondering where this whole experience sits inside of you now. I think I'm finally at a place where I can trust myself. Uh-huh. You know, for so many years, I didn't, I just felt like the worst mom in the world for having chosen him as a dad. And I didn't want to choose another bad person. Mm-hmm. And so I just mm-hmm. stayed away. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm finally at a place where I trust my judgment. I trust myself, but clearly there's something going on because it just hasn't, it hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. And what do you think that something might be? Definitely maybe some residual fear Mm -hmm. and maybe like atrophy. Like, you know, when you've been doing something one way, it's kind of hard to be like, okay, we're going to flip the switch. Yeah. And sorry to go digging, but what was dad like? Um, my kid's dad? No, your dad. So my dad was absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. My parents got divorced when I was super, super young. But I mean, he was always 
he's currently my best friend. Mm. He was always a great, a great guy. He was never like a dad to me though. Um, he was always like a great friend, meaning like my mother was the parent, the disciplinarian, the responsible one. And he was like the one that was the dreamer, the good time, always there when you needed him, but definitely not responsible in terms of like finances Mm -hmm. and things, but Mm -hmm. absolutely always there Mm -hmm. to encourage and, and that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sounds like he did kind of the easier parts. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, mom did the harder stuff. So between dad and ex-husband, what do you think some of your beliefs about men are? Definitely that you can't rely on them. Not all the way. And that's a bit unpredictable Mm -hmm. and definitely not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after what you've been through. Yeah. Right. So I think you're spot on. You're very intuitive and know yourself well. It is a little bit of an atrophy. You know, if you don't go to the gym for five years, it's going to, you're not going to be able to lift as heavy as you used to. And also I would say just some fear, Mm -hmm. just some fear and some beliefs about what men are, who they are to you, all that kind of stuff. And the disconnecting with your sensuality, with your husband's kind of side secret life, how did that affect you centrally and sexually? I definitely feel like I just shut down. Yeah. You know, and I was raised super, super Christian. Mm-hmm. So I, I really didn't have a lot of experience with men um, mm-hmm. at all. I was extremely naive. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy for me to look back in hindsight and see every single red flag, every single sign. Of course. But mm-hmm. I was just so enamored, like, oh, my God, you know, this awesome guy, um, you know, is giving me all of this attention. So he wasn't my first time, but definitely one of very, the first of very few. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely shut down because like, oh, you know, I waited for all this and I was such a good girl. And then this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was just definitely feel like I I shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Shut down, cut off. Probably Mm -hmm. when shame is really not good for our sensuality and sexuality. It definitely kills that piece of us. Mm -hmm. Tie that on to being raised Christian and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of repression and shame. So who knows if that switch was really ever on. That's true. You know? So it sounds like you're in this phase now that your kids are, you know, growing up and you're Mm -hmm. really reclaiming who you are and discovering who you are on so many levels and discovering what sensuality means to you. So I'll go, I'm going to bookmark that and come back to it because I just want to do something with you first. Do you feel, and use your intuition to answer this, not your head. Do you feel you fully 100% completely forgiven yourself for marrying your first husband and having children with him? No. Okay. Okay. Are you willing to? Yeah. Okay. So are you willing to work on it with me today on the call? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to go back to about, about how old were you when you married him? 24. Baby. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So why don't you just close your eyes for a moment, MJ. 
And I want you just to imagine your 24-year-old self and tell me when you can see her. I do. Okay. And so we just want to say to her that she's safe and we're really inviting her into this conversation and we really want to hear what she has to say. So just you invite you to ask her, your your 24-year-old self. Now remember, your 24-year-old self doesn't have the knowledge that you have today in this moment. But I just want you to ask your 24-year-old self when you check in with her just how she's doing and what she's feeling. You can you can ask out loud and then answer as her out loud. Hey, girl. So how you feeling? She's, she's scared. Okay, talk as her. I'm scared. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to be loved. Mm-hmm. I want to experience things, but I don't know if I, if I'm worthy of it. What makes you feel like you're not worthy? Because you never had it before. Mm-hmm. And you never seen it. Nobody in your family has it either. Yeah. And how does it feel to be with this man? At first it feels exciting. Yeah. Because he makes me feel how? Grown up. Hmm. Adventurous. Mm -hmm. What else? He makes me feel curious. Mm Mm-hmm. About the world mm. in a new way. Mm. So it sounds to me like in a lot of ways he's helping you feel a little less repressed and more alive. Yeah. Yeah. And why did you want to marry him? You want to marry him because you got pregnant and you went to tell your pastor in a private meeting with, with him. And she told you that you guys had to get married and you had to get married in secret mm-hmm. so that the church wouldn't know that you got pregnant. Mm. Okay. So I'm just going to talk to this 24 year old young woman. So this was very, very jarring for you. Here you meet this man who opens up your world, makes you feel things that you haven't felt before. Mm -hmm. You have sex with him out of wedlock, which you probably felt shame about. You get pregnant and then there's shame, 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 shame. And you have to get Mm -hmm. married in secret and you feel like you've done something wrong. It's a lot for a young woman to hold, especially pregnant. Mm It's a lot. So now, MJ, I just want your current self to speak to that 24-year-old from your heart with a place of compassion. Like really feel how hard that was and everything that she's been through and went through and how alone she must have felt in that decision and see what you want to say to her. I'm so sorry. Hmm. 
I'm so sorry. But you did the best you could. You were so courageous. You did the best you could. You don't have to feel ashamed anymore. You don't have to be ashamed. You never did anything that was shameful. And I really forgive you. I'm not going to be mad at you anymore. I'm not going to be ashamed of you anymore. I really see this was the best you could do. You were in love and you were excited and you felt alive. And I won't shame you anymore. I won't shame you anymore. I won't shame you. And I forgive you. I forgive you. And I love you. Mm -hmm. And I forgive me for judging you. And I forgive me for judging you. Mm -hmm. And just check in with that 24-year-old part of you. How is she feeling now? She feels good. Mm-hmm. So I want you to imagine that you're like bringing her into your heart, that you're bringing this part of you that felt so alone, so shamed, so overwhelmed, shocked, confused, all the feelings, and just bring her into your heart. And like accept her and bring her into your life now. You can even put your hands over your heart. And again, like I forgive myself for buying into, you just repeat after me. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. That I did anything wrong. That I did anything wrong. Anything else you want to forgive? I forgive myself for thinking I should have known, mm-hmm. thinking that I should have seen. Mm-hmm. And I honor myself for being courageous and for stepping out on faith when you didn't know what was going to come next. Yeah. Take a nice deep breath. <sighs> What's present for you now? What are you feeling or experiencing? I feel lighter. Mm -hmm. I feel clearer and a little bit happier. Mm. Well, you did beautiful work. You know, and that was just a little bit, but this is a big piece, MJ, of there was this part of you that has been abandoned and shamed for so long. And you've almost kept punishing that part of you as a way to prevent making the wrong decision again. Sometimes we don't let go of, we won't forgive ourselves because we think that holding on to the judgment of ourselves will keep us from making the same mistake. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so this young woman who, I mean, no wonder your sensuality has been cut off. You know, you meet this man, I have a feeling that because of the way he made you feel, the chemistry was probably really good. It was probably the most liberated and sexual you felt, but then you get pregnant and shamed for it. So right then and there, sex became wrong. 
right then and there, your sensuality became a liability. So it probably, you know, never really bloomed given all the conditioning. And then once it started to kind of find its way, shamed, shunned, wrong, bad, going to hell. Right. Okay. So it's in there. It's just been under a lot of shame. So for you, your road to sensuality and finding it again isn't a belly dancing class. It's more about you really deeply forgiving yourself and reclaiming this part of you mm-hmm. by taking the shame and the judgment off. Yeah. What's coming up for you as I say that? I just, I really want to let go of it totally. And, and logically, I feel like I understand that. But I guess I'm just fearful that I don't want to live this way my whole life. And I'm fearful that I, I won't know the right steps to take to truly just let go of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're letting go of it right now. You yeah. are. And really, the only steps to take to let go of it, what's the thing that heals everything? Love. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about steps. It's about loving that part. And every time you notice yourself judging yourself or judging your past or thinking you have to, you know, you can't trust people or whatever it may be, just like I forgive myself for judging myself. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding. I can't trust my choices. And really, really, really stop punishing yourself. And I know you've come far in that, but there's still a part of you that does it. You know, there's still a part of you that's living in penance and thinking you don't deserve, you know, I know that there's the conscious part of you that knows you deserve a loving relationship and a connection with your own sensuality and sexuality. But there's a part of you, especially that younger part who is so shamed and so judged and then so betrayed that thinks she doesn't because she made some big mistakes. And so it's love. It's love and forgiveness. It's not steps. It's an energy. It's a way to be with yourself. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of support do you have around you? I mean, I have my family. Mm-hmm. I do have, I don't have close girlfriends because. I've kind of built up a wall with just relationships in general, mm-hmm. but I do have some friends that I, that I can open up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it though. Okay. Well, building out that support system, deeper friendships, more vulnerability, time with mm-hmm. women, maybe hiring someone to help work through some of this stuff. Yeah. All that's going to be an important piece. Now, now we're talking steps, right? So in terms of healing, that's just love and forgiveness and reclaiming this part of you and continuing to forgive yourself and really deciding my penance is done. Yeah. I'm no longer punishing myself. I deserve to be happy. My mistakes, you know, Michael Bethwood, Beckwith calls them mistakes, you know, just like, oops, <laughs> shoot that one again, you know, just a mistake. We do it over. They were just that. They were mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're not who I am. 
They don't define me. And it doesn't mean that I don't deserve the life that I want. But this is where you're really going to have to be super vigilant with yourself because there's been such a part of you, MJ, that has kept you safe by staying mad at yourself, mm-hmm. by holding judgment against yourself. Yeah. What else is coming up for you? You know, I, honestly, I, I feel I feel liberated. Mm. Mm. I do. Mm. And I, I can feel faith creeping in. <laughs> Great. Beautiful. Beautiful. And the more you forgive yourself, love yourself, integrate, you know, that younger, that young woman back into your life so she's not abandoned in your psyche, just sitting in a prison cell somewhere. Yeah. The more you're going to just naturally, the walls are going to come down because when we are more loving towards ourselves, mm-hmm. we build less walls around us. Mm-hmm. Because when we're filled with that love and forgiveness, we don't need all these protective parts running the show. Yeah. Because we trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. The more we trust ourselves, the more we love, trust others. And so that will naturally invite more people into your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're ready to date and explore your sensuality again, that will all come. But I think the biggest piece right now is just experiencing opening your heart. You know, yeah. you feel more liberated because your heart's more open. Yeah. Does this help? It really does. I appreciate it so much. Oh, well, I appreciate you and acknowledge you for, you know, the soul path you've chose. It hasn't been an easy one. But your life is definitely not over. you still got a yeah. lot of life ahead of you. And yeah. I really see and feel for you that you will have a beautiful relationship with your sensuality and a reclamation of that. And there are lots of resources out there that when you're ready, you can explore. And as you open your heart more and trust yourself more and really know that you've always made the right decisions. Yeah. It's just judgment that's made them wrong. Yeah that you will really attract not only friendships, but a beautiful relationship into your life as well. It's all coming. Just keep that beautiful heart of yours open. Amen. (laughs) Thank you so much to MJ for just the beautiful honesty, the sensitivity, the willingness to go through that process with me. I'm so grateful. So as you heard, there's a lot that she's been through. You know, her her ex-husband had drug use, alcoholism, was into child pornography even. I mean, just the level of betrayal was really, really deep. And she made the decision to get divorced, which, good for her, and then went into raising her children on her own and now is in this place of, all right, well, I want a life. But in order to have a life and in order to have a future, we must forgive our past. Not just the people in the past, but the former versions of ourselves in the past. You know, I know when I went through my divorce, one of the things I really had to work on was beating myself up, not for the decision to marry him, but for the decisions of how I showed up in the relationship and getting a divorce and the shame I felt around it. And as the years crept on and I would think maybe I should have stayed married and I, I just was hanging on to judgment of my past self. And I hadn't truly forgiven myself for all the choices I had made. 
and that was impacting my present and my future. So for any of you, including MJ, who want a different present, a different future, you must forgive past parts of you. So the work we did was really about her going back to that 24-year-old self. And there was so much we discovered there. I mean, when she shared the part about getting pregnant and going to the pastor and the pastor saying, you have to have a secret marriage and who knows what else the pastor said to her. Shame, 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 right? Just so much shame. And right then and there, total disconnection from sensuality and sexuality, right? I mean, here she is. She found this man that made her feel alive and curious and all these feelings she's probably never felt before. She has sex, she gets pregnant and boom, sex is wrong. You are wrong. You're a slut. You're bad. I'm not saying those things were said to her. They might have been. I don't know. But that's the sort of energetic. So total cutoff from her sensuality and sexuality. Then her husband has this whole secret life, even more disconnection. So she's carrying around this huge judgment of, I should have known better. How did I pick this person? How did I have children with this person? How are these my kids' fathers? Like all of that. And so as long as we're beating ourselves up for something in the past, we're fractured, right? We're, we're at odds with a part of ourself. And good luck having a rich, full, amazing life, being connected to your sensuality, having friendships, having the relationship of your dreams if you're at war with a part of yourself. Good luck. We have to be at peace with all parts of ourselves. And at peace doesn't mean, oh my God, I'm totally in love with all parts of myself and I'm amazing. Da, da, da. It means I have accepted all parts of myself and forgiven the parts of me that I've judged. Or better said, I've forgiven myself for judging past parts of me or aspects of me. So when we went back and we talked to that 24-year-old, there was so much emotion there. This part of her was carrying and holding so much, so much shame, so much overwhelm. Can you imagine being 24, raised in a Christian household, really only by mom, meeting this man, being kind of whisked away, getting pregnant, and then basically being told to have a secret marriage and then going right into motherhood. Maybe some of you have experienced something similar like that. So you're like, yeah, I can imagine. But for most of us, it's like, whoa. But we can connect to that and we can connect to parts of ourselves, past parts of ourselves that we're like, why did I choose to do that? Why did I choose to date that person or do that thing or take that job or do that investment or whatever it was or start that business? And when we can go back and have compassion and really see, oh my gosh, we were doing the best we could and have compassion for all the emotions that were coming up, then these parts of us don't have to remain fractured. We don't have to stay at war with ourselves. We can invite them into our heart and really deeply and truly and fully forgive. So that's what's up for MJ. She's forgiving that part of her, that fractured, abandoned part of her. And she's no longer doing penance because as long as she thinks there's a part of her that deserves to be punished, there's a part of her that she's not forgiven, then she's going to be punishing herself in some way. And again, good luck having the life of your dreams when you're punishing yourself for someone. It's like, how do you have an expansive, amazing life if you're in prison, right? There's, there's limitations to what you can do. And like MJ said, after she connected with that part and did the forgiveness, what was the word she used? She felt liberated. Liberation is freedom. So 
your biggest takeaway from this episode, think about past parts of you that you haven't forgiven. Holding on to that judgment, holding on to that anger at them isn't preventing you from making the mistake again. It's just really preventing you from having the life you want. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.